for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Hey, how's it going? Yep, okay. I can hear you. Yeah. Okay. Awesome, awesome. Sorry, I was going trying to work through some technical issues, but I think it's just my internet browser being weird. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it was, had everything like super zoomed in and stuff, and I'm like, uh, this shouldn't be happening, but for some reason it is. Oh, um, yeah, no worries. <laughs> yeah. So first off, uh, thank you for joining us. How's uh, everything going with you? Yeah, everything's going great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so before we kind of jump into everything and uh, everything you got going on, uh, for the people that are just tuning in or just getting to know you for the first time, uh, what's kind of your background? Or first off, who are you? Who what got you into your or what got you into music? Kind of like comic book origin story number one type stuff. <laughs> Well, I'm not a villain, um, <laughs> but uh, yes. So my name is Lainey Dione. I am an indie pop singer songwriter from Rhode Island. I just released a full length album. It's the first time that I've released a huge album um, and it's been winning some local and national and international awards, which has been really cool. Um, yeah, and it's super exciting and I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Awesome. So you released your first full-length album had you been releasing singles prior or was this just your first project period and yeah no so i graduated berkeley college of music okay. and while i was there i was doing a lot of folk music with okay. a lot of my friends we recorded an ep um you wouldn't know this by the way it sounds but in a lot of dorm room closets and stuff <laughs> like that um and I was super into like Ingrid Michaelson at the time. So she was a big inspiration on the album. Um, and then I started working with a team down in Nashville and they were like, Hey, you should, you should try pop music. Yeah. And so I did, and I fell in love with it. And I got to write with writers like, um, Gabe Simon, who has written for Dua Lipa, mm -hmm. Ethan Hulse, and a lot of other major writers um, in the industry right now. And that was a lot of fun. And then the pop album was born and it's just been crazy. <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, you're in uh, Rhode Island right now, or are you down in uh, Nashville? No, so I'm in Rhode Island. I just fly back. Well, when there isn't a pandemic going yeah. on, I would fly back and forth to to record and write. Awesome. How, um, how do you like that? Do you see yourself eventually moving to Nashville or is it more you prefer Rhode Island? No. <laughs> I, I need the ocean. Okay. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, if anything, I could see myself possibly moving to LA, but it's so expensive. And right now, like during the pandemic, uh, half the album was recorded during the pandemic. And yeah. what I was doing was just renting out a studio here and having my producer Skype in and then doing it that way. Um, so, I mean, I, I could stay here. It's chill. <laughs> you know, it, it's, always good to kind of be where you're comfortable at and like um i know nashville is its own breed of everything uh own breed of people own breed of area and growing up in a coastal place like rhode island you know i i'm not from rhode island but i spent a lot of time down in florida so i understand the need to be around coastal the coastal environment um yeah but yeah so um 
as you were or who entered or who introduced you to music or what was your introduction into music? So when I was, I think five or six, my mom made me take piano lessons. Um, and I loved it at first. And then it started getting like kind of monotonous for me. And then I started getting to classical, like yeah. randomly. Yeah. Um, so I was classically trained on piano and then I picked up guitar at 12 and that's when I started writing songs. Mm -hmm. Um, but then since then, I mean, I played Irish fiddle, I've played mandolin, like I've played a million instruments. So, I mean, yeah. most Berkeley people have, uh, but uh, yeah. So, I mean, I guess my mom originally got me into music. My dad's been in a band. So mm. I always knew that that was the cool thing to do. Nice. <laughs> so since you say you play a million instruments, what's the most interesting one that you know how to play? Hmm. I'd say violin is definitely like the hardest one. Okay. Like not anyone can just pick that up and play it. It's, it's really hard to make a violin sound good. good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, I love playing guitar. Like that's, you can see on the, there's a million guitars behind yeah. me. There's three. Um, but that's like my main instrument that I write on. Gotcha. That's cool. I've, I've always been really fascinated with not necessarily the violin, but more fiddle players. Yeah, that's but, that's what I did. Irish fiddle, yeah. Yeah, just watching fiddle players go because it's I uh we do every year we go down to the Florida Keys and attend a bluegrass festival, and oh, nice. just watching the the fiddle players down there, it's like, man, if I knew anything about playing music or how to play music, I would definitely try and pick that up because I just think fiddle players are the coolest <laughs> coolest thing. So yeah, um, you know, it's a just, very free instrument. Like you have to be kind of a free spirit to really play fiddle. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. And you know, it was funny because uh, the first time we were down there, uh, one of the things that I had at, one of the things I had pointed out, it was like, well, how come uh, there are so many different uh, ways to hold it? Like it feels like it's like there's a more upright way, and then like some of the more fiddle players are kind of in the pocket down here, like just like very bunched up. And somebody broke it down to me. I was like, well, it kind of just depends on how you were trained. And if you started off on violin and then transferred to the fiddle, you have a more classical way to, you've learned the more classical way to play. Whereas if you played the fiddle, they, he called it the lazy way to play. But I was like, I'm, I'm not getting in the middle of that one. You call it what you want, buddy. So. Yeah. There's a lot of soul in fiddle playing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so how, how long ago did you pick up the fiddle? How long have you been playing? Well, I don't play anymore. Oh, um, oh yeah. But I, so I started Irish step dancing when I was okay. like, I think five. And then oh. I picked up fiddle maybe around nine or 10 um, and just played Irish music. I look very Irish because I have green eyes, freckles, and right now red hair. But um, I think I'm only like 5%. But like yeah. my family takes that 5% and runs with it. So. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. And so you, you stopped playing uh, a few years back or however long. Yeah, I, I stopped playing, I think, maybe my senior or junior year of high school. I'm 27 now. Okay, gotcha. And uh, but could you still pick, if you wanted to pick it up, would it be hard for you to pick it back up? Or is it? Um, honestly, I, there's some jigs that I know 100% that I can play right now, yeah. but like when it comes to like really having good technique and vibrato, I don't think I can do that, but okay. <laughs> my bow technique is probably gonna be really off, but I could totally play some songs. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Cool. Uh, let's talk about your uh, new album, uh, self-titled and that's literally the name of it. It's, uh, yes. 
uh, what was kind of the idea behind the uh, album? So I went through a lot of crappy relationships um, and some good ones, but a lot of crappy ones. Um, and I just like would write like very like very prolifically, like whenever something would happen and like heartbreak, you know, it's it's inevitable um, <laughs> in the bad relationships. So I, I would write a lot and, and co-wrote a lot about my experiences with that. And um, I chose self-titled because I didn't want to give my backstory, like my name to be defined by my experiences with all of these men. Um, so self-titled is kind of a pseudonym, but at the same time, like all of the experiences with these men have made me who I am today. Mm -hmm. So I feel entitled to myself again after going through all of that. Mm -hmm. um, Cause a lot of times it's really hard to get yourself out of toxic relationships and to rebuild your confidence after that. But yeah. this album really is a good reflection of, of how far I've come. <laughs> Absolutely. And so um, it's a 12, 12 tracks, 12, 12 track album. Um, how long have you been? How or how long or what's the oldest song on the uh, track list? How how far back have you gone into your archives? Um, so I everything was written either in 2020 okay. or 2021. Okay. <laughs> and then there's only one song on the album that was written in 2017. Okay. And that one's called um, Cumbria. Okay. Gotcha. And um, it, that just happened to be a song that fit the kind of feel and the vibe of everything. Is that kind of? Yeah. So I had some foreign flings I've dated across the pond um, and uh, it, I wrote a song called Hey London in 2020 because the title just stuck out to me and I wrote about that relationship. But I had an old folk song that I had written called Cumbria, which isn't a place in England mm -hmm. about the same guy. Mm -hmm. um, and I figured how cool would it be in London and Cumbria on the same album? Like, I got to do this as like a travel dating story album. Yeah. Um, so I decided to make Cumbria from folk to pop. So that's why it just kind of snuck itself in there. <laughs> awesome. So it, it was written a while back, but then you just kind of re, re, yeah, revamped it. Yep. Revamped it. There you go. I was going to say rebranded it, but that wasn't right either. But <laughs> it. Um, no, it's cool. And um, it is, is what are the lead single? What was the lead single off the self-titled? Uh, uh, hey London. Hey London. Okay. Yeah. Um, and why did you kind of choose that as the uh, lead single? Um, it was the first one that I wrote as a pop song. So mm -hmm. I was like, that's got to be the first track on the album. It's also got to be the first single off the album. Like, we're just going to go in chronological order of, of my dating history here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it just felt right to have it be first, um, which as soon as I released it, it got like really good views. I mean, um, I think it's, I think it's at like 22,000 right now, which is, mm. is all right. But, um, it won the international songwriting competition and the unsigned only competition. And it's been nominated for song of the year. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's like a good, good first go at it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm happy that it ended up that way. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like the fact that you're having so much success off of this first album, is amazing what's thank one, you what's one thing that you've taken away from this entire process creatively personally that you're going to apply to the next album ep lp whatever it ends up being i mean this album was very like just thrown together okay um because the pandemic hit kind of in the like at the very like 
middle of the beginning in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> so, like I was just starting out. We're like half, almost halfway through and then the pandemic hits. Yeah. Um, and usually I'd be like, oh, well, that might be a sign. Like I should just like chill, but I like powered through everything. Um, and like, there was nothing that was stopping this from coming out. Like mm. one of the last songs I wrote came out like maybe a month before the album was released. <laughs> so like it was just kind of thrown together. So I don't think I'm going to ever let anything like stop me from mm. creating ever again. Like there, there should be a really good plan in place, but yeah. for this album, there wasn't a good plan in place and it worked out. So uh, no excuses anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. And so the, the, for, for the next project, it would be just keep going pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I hope to have a better plan in place, but, um, I'm not going to let anything stop me from, from no excuses from now on. Like <laughs> no, no, no bad boy is going to stop me from writing some songs and putting them out. <laughs> That's fair. That's very fair. Um, so to kind of, uh, sidestep into the uh, main reason why we're doing this, uh, fundraiser for uh, pancreatic cancer awareness and um, research and all that fun stuff. Uh, have you had anybody in your life affected by pancreatic cancer or just cancer in general? Yes. So my aunt has passed from pancreatic cancer and both of my grandpas have passed from cancer. Oh, wow. I'm so sorry to hear that. Um, do, you, do you remember how old were you when they passed? So my aunt passed maybe four or five years ago. Okay. Um, my grandpa passed before I was born okay. um, from lung cancer. And then my other grandpa passed two years ago um, from cancer from Agent Orange in Vietnam. Oh, yeah, gotcha. So you're, uh, so we'll, we'll talk a little bit more specifically about your aunt because pancreatic cancer, that's the, the uh, main outsource, but cancer in general, just on record is bad just putting it on. Yeah. Um, so for, for your aunt, you, you were obviously old enough to kind of understand everything that was going on and the repercussions of how long was your, from the moment she was told she had cancer until she passed, how long was I'm not life? sure. I'm not, I wasn't really close to her. She lived okay. in Colorado for okay. all of her life and I'm on the East coast, obviously, yeah. but I think it was pretty fast. Okay. Um, I think that she didn't know she had it. And then she was at a certain stage where it was just not, not going to get any better. Mm -hmm. Um, and unfortunately but, that's a very common story. Yeah. 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 I've heard pancreatic cancer, um, is a really, really difficult cancer, yeah. but also isn't, as rare as, as people think. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, um, because let's see, you are our 60th interview and I want to say you're about the 20th or 20, like somewhere in there, the 20th person that specifically had, uh, somebody to do, or in some way connected this, uh, pancreatic cancer or had somebody that passed from pancreatic wow. cancer. So like, when you think about it, that's, like, I mean, it's a small focus group, but 33%, that's... Yeah, that's a good percentage. That's yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Pretty high. Um, and the most common story is um, that they caught it so late that they, have, they weren't able to do anything about it. And, like, that's the issue. Actually, one of the guys that I had on the podcast last night, he's a, he was a, he's a scientist by day, and he was talking about... Um, he gets to see some of the cool stuff that they're 
working on as far as just cancer treatments in general, although it's not his specialty. There's people that he knows that are working in that field. And just some of the therapies that they're coming out with are very promising. But the issue is it's really hard to trial them because they don't ever catch, like they rarely catch it in time or at a point yeah. that it could be stopped. So, you know, it, it's one of those unfortunate things, which brings me to the point of trying to raise awareness by telling people, yeah, they're like some of the uh, early warning signs are very minimal. And if you go in to the doctor complaining of a stomach ache, you might the, the there might be, you might be perceived a certain way, but you know, if it's a persistent stomach ache, you know, it's a, it, it's something to be checked out for the most yeah. part. So that definitely cover all your bases. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But I want to thank you for sharing your story. And then also uh, about your other, your other relatives that passed from the other various cancers. I know the agent, H, agent orange. Yep. Sorry. Uh, agent orange, the cancer that comes from that, that's terrible. And yeah, not to get too political, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So um, I want to thank, once again, thank you for sharing your story. And if you're interested in donating, please donate through, uh, we have our donation locations uh, set up in the comment section or the description of the YouTube video right there or right there. Yep. That's, that's the direction. Um, and then uh, if you're following us around on Facebook and all the fun stuff we're doing over there, we've got Facebook fundraisers on any posts to do with, uh, with the pancreatic cancer, uh, pan can fundraiser that we're doing today. So if you can, please feel free to donate. If you uh, are able to share it, even better. Anything you can do would much, be much appreciated. So anyways, kind of switching back over. Um, what does uh, the rest of your 2021, 2022 look like? Uh, how are shows looking in Rhode Island? You know, stuff like that. Yeah, so um, I actually had a health scare not too long ago. Um, I had meningitis, but they <laughs> did end up checking me for all sorts of cancers because it was really bad in the hospital. Um, so I wasn't able to get vaccinated at first because they mm -hmm. wanted to do some tests on me. Yeah. Um, but now I'm vaccinated. Nice. So I am very excited to be playing shows again. Um, things aren't completely back to normal here. Mm -hmm. um, but I am playing some shows and throughout the winter, I think I'm going to be playing um, more shows on live streams because mm -hmm. I mean, why not, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, so I've been doing that. I've also been writing for some TV shows, okay. which has been a lot of fun. Yeah. Like so, writing music for TV shows or like yeah, writing? Yeah, yeah. Oh. So I'm writing music for TV shows on Amazon Prime and TLC right now, which nice. is a lot of fun. Um, and a completely different style from writing from yourself because nice. it's got to be super general lyrics to be on TV because it's got to fit a whole bunch of different plots. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's... It's been a blast. Um, it's a lot, since you have a lot more time to like chillax during yeah. the pandemic, you get to do a lot of behind the scenes stuff, business stuff that you wouldn't usually put a lot of time in because you're just constantly out touring. Um, so, I mean, it's, I, I kind of like just chilling and being able to do both sides right now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Do you have anything 
on TV right now that you've written or is it all still too soon? So uh, I'm writing for a season that's not out yet and I'm not allowed to talk about the show, but um, when it's out, I will definitely be posting it everywhere. And right now, one of my songs off my album, Skin, is supposed to be on Teen Mom um, at some point. So just waiting for that too. Awesome. (laughs) I'm not a a Teen Mom fan, but I know a lot of people. So (laughs) I'm not not sure I'm their demographic anyways. Uh, no, that's really awesome. And um, I'm glad you're having all the success that you are and can't wait to see what else you got. Uh, get, what else you got coming up? Sorry, text message just threw me way off. No worries. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, one thing that we've been doing with everybody that comes through on the podcast or the live stream is we have a random question generator. Let me get it okay. in here. So if you Ooh. are ready... <laughs> What's that? I guess I'm ready. <laughs> okay. All right. Who's one of the most interesting people you've met on your travels? Hmm. <laughs> um, if it like doesn't a... work, I can give you a second spin. Yeah, give me a second spin. Okay. <laughs> okay, here you go. If you've if you had to move to a new city every three months for the next year, what would those four cities be? Ooh, okay, um, Amsterdam. Okay, instantly. If I could do Amsterdam for all four, I would. Um, but Amsterdam, uh, probably Edinburgh. Okay. Uh, I really like Europe, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Lyon in okay. France. That's three, right? Yep, and then true. we'll do Prague. Okay. Nice. <laughs> shout out to europe (laughs) yeah hey that's i we're trying to i haven't been able other than going to like down in the caribbean a little bit i haven't really traveled internationally and europe's definitely a place we want to go or i want to go and actually my bucket list is australia like oh okay like just traveling all around australia that's the bucket list so you're going to have to write some foreign fling songs. We can get together and, and do that once you do some traveling. Awesome. Uh, it sounds like a plan to me, even though I can't play any instruments, but I got you. It's all right. I'll, I'll Just got to have the love story, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, once again, thank you so much for joining us. And I know we have a podcast that we have to reschedule at some point. Yes, um, yes, definitely. So uh, we'll definitely get together and get that rescheduled. This was a nice little opener teaser to all that. Um, Yay! Uh, so yeah, when whenever you're ready to do that, we can get that rescheduled. So, but once again, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you everybody for hanging out with us. Uh, if you're interested in donating, just kind of a reminder, links are below or in the um, description there. And uh, we will be right back with uh, Kiana Corley. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yep. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Nope. Don't report. All right. We will be right back in about five minutes with uh, Kiana Corley.